0: Dodged in for the touchdown. Did
1: he get it? Yes, sir, so he did. Touchdown to Court Myers. You're listening to the One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to the One Pridecast. I'm your host. Tori Petri. Guys, the tone of this podcast that we're about to have is probably going to be a lot different than any podcast that we have done before. I mean, the current events in our country have been so heavy lately, particularly with the racial injustice conversation. The murderer of George Floyd, as well as those of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, have been so deeply upsetting that it's forced a lot of people to pay attention and it's made so much of an impact that the Lions have turned their conversation in recent days away from football and onto current events about hearing experiences and discussing injustice. So that's what we're going to discuss on the podcast today. So I'm so grateful to be joined by Lions linebacker Christian Jones. Christian, thank you so much for being open to having this conversation with me and, you know, indirectly by uh, having this conversation with all of our listeners who are tuning in today. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on.
1: Well, first and foremost, this has just been such a tough time for so many people in our nation. I know a lot of people's hearts are breaking. Uh, and And frankly, us as white people won't really understand what it is like to to experience what you guys are experiencing in this because obviously our heartbreak uh you know doesn't compare to to the heartbreak that you guys have experienced for, for years and years so as a black man in this country i just want to ask first and foremost how are you doing with all of this
0: uh i'm i'm doing just fine obviously it's uh it's it's pretty frustrating and um you know little disappointed that, you know, these things continue to happen. Um, I feel like, um, in the black community, this is kind of, these are kind of issues we just have to deal with, um, day in, day out, year in, year out. Um, none of this is kind of new to us. And, um, I just think it's, I think it's just kind of cool that, uh, now that, you know, with the recent death of George Floyd and, uh, um, it kind of just sparked it just kind of sparked something in our country and uh you know finally brought some awareness to like what what's really going on so um i'm just I'm just happy that people are just kind of starting to wake up and kind of see what, see the issue here
1: definitely, and you know it's been so important that you guys have even put football away for a little bit and been able to talk about this in your team meetings rather than starting phase three of the off-season program like it usually would be. Of course, you guys are virtual right now, but you've been having conversations about what is going on in our country. What has it been like to have those conversations?
0: Um, I, I would definitely say it's been uh, very emotional, um, very heartfelt. Um, I feel a lot of guys in there probably got a, a difference. Perspective on things that they never, you know, never saw before, but um, you know, it, it, it's it's it's, it's kind of it's nice being able, you know, just to talk about all that because, like I said, a lot of people are just kind of unaware or don't really know just because you know people live have different lives, um, live in different areas, so it's just sometimes it's just hard for people to dive from some things. So, you know, it, it's it's been good getting kind of you know, getting on a personal level with uh, everyone on the team. So we just kind of come up with ways to kind of, you know, spark some change um, in our areas, in our country. And um, uh, I think we're kind of on the right path with it. So I think the most important thing is kind of just keeping the conversation going and hopefully making sure it doesn't die out.
1: Definitely. And and you mentioned it, you said, that some people just aren't aware. And part of becoming aware is listening and listening to people's stories. And I know that's been part of the meetings that you guys have had. Uh, I mean, Deron Harmon talked about it last week. Frank Ragnow talked about it last week, ju- about just hearing your experiences and what it's been like uh, being a black man in this country and some of the racism that you have experienced. If you are comfortable, would you be willing to share some of those experiences uh that you've had to go through as a black man in America.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean I think for me, um for being uh being an athlete uh, I, I kinda had a I had a lot of privileges and you know, um but it, I can I can't say that the same for some of my friends or a lot of my family members. Um but I definitely wasn't definitely I definitely wasn't shielded from racism i mean for me um just because of my athletic ability I was able to go to a i was able to go to a good good school growing up but uh you know being being the only black black kid pretty much in my grade or probably i think it's probably three or four of us throughout the whole school um it was it was it was a little difficult because you know a lot of a lot of those kids came from families that were well off and um, they didn't really understand the problems that you know that other people deal with in minority neighborhoods or minority homes. So uh, I think that alone that's something that that was tough for me for me to deal with. Just why, you know some comments which I which I brushed aside, brushed aside growing up. But uh, looking back on it right now, I was like, wow, I can't believe that they said that to me or said this to me, and I kind of just brushed it off because you know it was just kind of an uncomfortable moment. I didn't know how to approach it. I was younger, I didn't know, understood how the world really worked. So, um, so yeah, that in general, but like, like I said, just being an athlete, we kind of showed it from a lot of that, but I have family in uh, in South Florida. I have a lot of family in Georgia and Alabama, and uh, it, it can be, it can be tough. It can be real tough for them a lot of times.
1: Certainly. And, and I know that you and a lot of your teammates have shared those stories o- over the course of the last week and a half or so as those conversations have shifted in your team meetings. How have you seen maybe people's attitudes, teammates, coaches' attitudes shift and, and open as they've heard your stories?
0: To be honest with you, I've never really been a part of uh, something like this where, you know, coaches and players really want to know, like, with our experience and know how things are, I feel like um everybody's been real open coaches um even a lot of the white players they just wanna they just wanna understand and see how want to feel on things and um yeah. even at the uh, even after march on uh bell isle like this, this past friday um it was it was special uh, to me just being able to see uh some of the coaches out there you know daddy P was out there. We had uh, Kyle, the running back coach. We had Braden, our new special team coach, was out there. Uh, Hank was out there, our O-line coach. Um, uh, Dylan Thompson was out there. who works you know, worked with the players on the team. Um, and like a lot of them just had their kids out too. And I thought that was a a powerful a powerful moment right there. You know, just seeing. I think it's big when white kids, especially especially when white kids are able to kind of see like where their parents stand on the side of this thing you know it really felt like a like a, a family close-knit family just having all those guys out there even some of the players came out and uh even the march there's there's a lot of different types of people out there it wasn't just black people marching they're white people they're cops uh, they're all different types of people and I thought right there kind of gave me hope that there can be Uh, some type of change in this country with, uh, you know, with with racial profiling, with discrimination by the police department. So I thought it was just a real uh, huge moment. Uh, I kind of wish that everybody can kind of see that.
1: Yeah, it it was truly incredible. I went out on Friday. I didn't get to see any of you guys. There were so many people there, but it was just so amazing to see so many people come together and uh, to see it just done so well. And I know that, uh, Joyke Bell kind of headed this up. He's a former Lion. He kind of uh, helped organize this thing. How did it come about that you guys and so many of your teammates who are here in Michigan, I'm sure more would have participated if more were able to be here in Michigan, Um, but your teammates and and your coaches, how did it come about that you guys all wanted to go and be a part of this thing that that Joyke kind of began?
0: Uh, Well, first it started off with Joy kind of reaching out to some guys um, cause I, I, I never, I never played with George here in Detroit, but I, I played with him for a season in, uh, Chicago when he was over there Right. and, uh, we kind of had a relationship there and, um, I believe Agnew has a relationship with him too. And, um, he kind of sent out these flyers and, um, we was in our, in our Zoom meetings and kind of, Ag brought it up and said, if there's any guys in uh, Detroit for Friday, we would love for you to come out, you know, and, uh show support and uh from what i know pretty much most of the guys that were here uh even coaches all came out and um i thought i thought that was amazing i thought that really was uh amazing and just like the conversations we had because like i said it's um it's something that i'm not used to seeing especially in my like, athletics, that kind of i feel like with sports we're kind of in a bubble sometimes and i like, kind of block out things from outside world but like us coming together and kind of talking about the issue at hand and find, trying to just figure out ways to approach it and what we can do that, that helps it change. It's, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. So it has, like our, Matty Ps has been amazing. Just how he kind of sparked mm-hmm. the whole thing and kind of gave us a platform to talk about it and, I'm uh, very fortunate for him for doing that.
1: What does it meant to have someone give you a voice? to have someone say, I want to step back and I want you to talk and I want us to listen?
0: Uh, it, it means everything. Because uh, I, I feel like especially in sports, sometimes you just wonder, like, does this person really genuinely care for us? Or is it just because we're just players or athletes? Mm. And um, his actions right there really show that he really has a deep concern for our, our emotions and how we feel. And like even through all this, he's been reaching out. I know he's been calling every calling a lot of guys seeing how they're doing uh, how they're dealing with everything, so it, honestly it, it's my hats off to him cause it's it's it just awesome and like I said, it's nothing I've really never experienced with a coach so you can tell he has a big heart and he really wants to do things to change change stuff because uh, a lot of a lot of the guys on the team are are black or african American and uh, a lot of us are affected by this and uh to know that he stands with us and he's on, he's on our side of it. It's, uh,
1: it's amazing. Right. It's so much bigger than football. And, you know, uh, some critics would say that, you know, politics aren't supposed to be in sports, but you know, you guys are human beings and it's inevitable that you guys have experiences and opinions and, and views on life. Um, you know, and I think that it's important to to have this conversation in sports. Why why do you feel like, um, you know, the NFL has kind of become a place to have this conversation about race, about uh, injustice in today's society, and and why has it become so so much at the forefront uh, of of the NFL conversation right now?
0: I think for what I think a lot of it too has to do with kind of the Catholic Nate situation. Um, I feel like. When he sure. started all this, there was a lot of, uh, how can I say this, uh, a lot of people didn't really understand what he was doing. And sure. um, I think a lot of it, the media took it and ran with it, and, you were know, spinning a lot of it, and people wasn't really clear on, like, what was really going on. And, um, and I feel like a lot of people were just thinking that like, he was just kind of just disrespecting the country and the flag, which had nothing... Nothing to do with that. He's, you know, he's just bringing awareness to police brutality and uh, racial profiling, and uh, just trying to, just trying to make a change using this platform. And I think the NFL is starting to understand that. I mean, if you turn on Monday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football, and you see players protesting. To me, that's a big deal because it's reaching so many homes throughout this country. You know, people are going to know, want to know, like, why are they doing this, and. And it's just gonna get out there more to, you know, to help bring more understanding to the whole cause.
1: Just as an observer, it feels like the conversation has shifted a lot from when Kaepernick's protest first happened to what's happening today. What's your perspective on that? Do you feel like people are more open to uh, seeing racial injustice now than they were three, four years ago when that was happening?
0: Yeah, I, I, I really do, and I think people are just. Just really really waking up and understanding it. Um, even with the whole, the whole Drew Brees, uh, situation, uh, when he, when he put out the post about like he can never respect, where I think he says like he can never respect somebody who doesn't stand for the flag or something like that. I think that was clear. Uh, it really shows you that there's really a misunderstanding and there's a risk in our country with that. Um, I understand that he had, he had family members that fought in World War II and all that, but we we forget too that there's a lot of African Americans who fought in World War II and did that. Mm-hmm. They came back after the war and they didn't have the same privileges. Sure. As, as white people, you know, like like how crazy is that? Like these right. guys gave sac sacrificing their lives and they come back and they can't even eat at a restaurant. They can't. I think certain values. I mean, it's, it's it's pretty deep when you think about it. So, I think uh, people are really just starting to really understand that, and just out of just listening to like what people have to say, and um, and I think that that goes. I think just the understanding part just goes a long way. Like, not everybody has the same situation as somebody. Not everybody lives the same way. And I think we just need to kind of just understand that. Mm-hmm. And like, just find a way, a solution, to try to fix that problem.
1: What was your reaction to hearing Drew Brees's comments initially?
0: You know what, for I'm a I'm a very understanding person, and um, yes, it's, it, it was frustrating, but I can't say I was mad. It was just to me, I was, I was hoping that well, America, right there is evidence. Because I don't, I don't think Drew Brees is racist. I don't think. He feels a certain way. I just feel like he doesn't. He just doesn't understand, and he doesn't. And that's not to his credit, but that's. I mean, that's just what it is. He just. He just didn't understand, and um, I think now with all the backlash that came from that, um, I'm I'm sure he's thinking about it multiple times a day. Like what I like, I can't believe I said that. Like, what yeah. can I do to fix it? Um, but I mean, right there is just. Like I said, it's just that's just shows you that's kind of a problem in our country, you know. It's it's a little risk. We kinda we have to kind of bridge that gap there.
1: Right. I, I wanna give you the chance to kind of respond to maybe some of, of the critiques of what you guys are trying to get people to see. And and one of those is some people who still can't get past the flag issue. Uh, who still feel like it's it's disrespectful to the flag? What would you say to people who might still f- think the same things that that Drew Brees said, and might still have a hard time seeing uh, the protest for what it was because of the manner in which it was done?
0: I would say, I'll say the people, I'll say to those people that are really just. It, it can even be just going up to a, to a Black person and just listen to them and talk to them and try to get an understanding. Um, I feel like it's, it's kind of tough because I know that some people are just, just stuck in their ways, but I feel yeah. for us to to move forward as a country, we, we, we really kind of got to peel back the layers of this because I feel like... To me, to me, it goes deeper than just the police brutality to the profiling. You got to get to the why Why is that, you know? And, um, and unfortunately, our country has a was built a lot on racism and white supremacy, you know? I think as a country, we kind of got to understand that and, like, try to figure out ways to come up with, like, okay, how we're doing things here is that, not in best interest of all the people in this country, because um, like if you put up the American flag, like I said before, it doesn't it doesn't mean the same thing to a lot of people in the African American community because those are people who who are constantly oppressed, even throughout this whole COVID situation. Um, the Black community is getting hit the hardest out of all this, yeah. you know, and um, it's just. It's just really, it's just really unfortunate, you know, just the economics part, even like the educational system. Um, To me, it's like, it's, it's hard, like when people say they don't understand like racism. And to me, it's like, well, if you get into your car and just drive around, you can clearly see it, you know. You're going down in Metro Detroit. I mean, it's, it's, the schools are different. The housing is different than if you go to Royal Oak or Troy or Bloomfield. And you know, it's like, why is that? It's like these are questions we just gotta keep act keep asking ourselves and seeking the answers for.
1: Definitely, I think you said that so well. Uh, another thing that people have have had as I don't know, I I grew up in in a Christian house and. Uh, this is kind of the, the term for it. It would be a stumbling block, like something where they can't really, you know, get past this thing um, and, and see the, the real meaning of it. And and one of those stumbling blocks has been seeing the violence of some of the protests and feeling like mm-hmm. they can't really understand Uh, the why of the protests because they're seeing the how of some of the protests, not all of them, but some of them. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people whose critique of the movement would be about some of the violence that we've seen?
0: Well, with the looting, see, I I even do do agree with uh, people, you know, destroying buildings and you know, just breaking up stuff. Uh, No, I don't, but I do understand because it's like, imagine being a part of a system that is constantly failing you, you know, constantly failing you. And then, you know, that's just pressure. And all of a sudden another death happens. And it's like, wow. It's like, no matter what we do throughout history, like we've, we've been marching. We've been, we've been, we've been talking about this for years. We can go all the way back to the civil rights movement, you know? And, um, I feel it's, and especially with the COVID stuff hitting now, like people are hurt. Uh, not everybody knows where the next meal is going to be. Not everybody can pay their bill. And like a protest happens on this level with race, you know, of course there's going to be some backlash to that. It's, it's almost like it's, to me, it's like it's expected because these people are so, so oppressed and so angered by the system and, like what would you do if you feel like a system failed you? You're gonna take matters into your own hands, which is unfortunate, but that's what happened. And um yeah, it's just it's 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 just tough. And like this is definitely tough times we're to living in. Uh, I don't have a clear cut answer on how to really get people to understand that but I just just know like not everybody's situation is the same. That's like people are saying. Why they're losing? Why they're doing that? Well, I bet those are the people who are doing real, real well right now. They're not worried about the kids graduating from high school because the whole COVID stuff. I mean, I'm trying to do stuff right now um, for kids in the area. I understand that even in Metro Detroit, some of those kids can't even graduate because they don't, they can't do online classes because they don't have computers, they don't have laptops don't have access to places like libraries because they been closed so that's that's another thing that's going to affect the black community right there here in Detroit so it's just it's just a big difference between certain areas and other areas you know
1: yeah definitely and I think that there's been, uh, you know, a big movement uh, for people to say something, and and people feeling like silence is, is endorsement uh, of things. So there's been a lot of people saying things and and uh, you know voicing their support for Black Lives Matter and and support for uh, you know ending systematic racism where's the line between wanting people to say something and wanting people to actually do something? I mean, you know, there, there's been a lot of, we don't want you to be silent. We want you to speak out. So people are speaking out, but then, you know, you want them to act as well. So what, what do you want to see from people?
0: Uh, I think the biggest thing, I, I think I just want people to kind of, you know, do research and do their homework on like, like I said, what, how things are, in our country and I think uh, especially especially with the elections coming up um, I think the biggest thing too is like what are, what are we going to do you know legis- legis- legislation to like fix police brutality and all that um, I mean this to me there's not really a, it's kind of hard to, to say exactly but I feel like people voicing their opinion is, is a big deal um, because, like I said, it, it brings awareness. And, like, hopefully we can move past everybody just saying something. We just go out and do something. And I know right now in our meetings we, we pretty much talk about that the last week, like, what kind of things we can kind of do that to help and impact the community out here. So I think we just started with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys already had a social justice initiative. It's called Detroit Lions Inspire Change. It's a way that the players and coaches have been investing money back into the community in programs, uh, you know, that that help fight uh, racial injustice and you know help help communities who need the help. And you know, Mrs. Ford has has matched donations, and it's been a whole organizational effort. And I know that things going forward. Uh, there will be things that that you guys do, and um, you know, things that you guys want to contribute to the community through Detroit Lions Inspire Change. What have those conversations been like in terms of you know putting uh, action to words?
0: And I, I love how you mentioned with uh Ms. Ford uh matching donations and all that, and I think all that's great. And I I, I do believe like the next step, like I see right now, kind of all the whole league with the NFLs kind of uniting on this thing, and I think I think one of the probably the most biggest and most powerful thing we could we could do is kind of the whole league comes together, especially the head the head of like these teams, like the owners, um Roger Goodell. I think it's big for those those people to kinda of speak out because I think their voices are are very very powerful in this in this movement. You know, those those people are kinda of like top one percent, you know, you um, know Them kind of saying something and really going out in the community will mean a lot, especially people seeing it on TV and stuff. So I think that would be a real big game changer for everything.
1: One of the things the NFL has done in the last week is there there were several players who put together a video and said, this is what we want to hear from the NFL. And then Roger Goodell came back with a video that said, the things that the players wanted to hear. What did you think of that response? And what more do you want to see from the NFL?
0: Uh, I think more. I just kind of just want to see, like I said before, just more of us really getting out there, getting out there in the communities. Maybe, uh, maybe doing doing something. Maybe writing something to our government to try to propose something. You know, um, just like steps like that. I feel like can really go a long way.
1: Definitely. And I'm sure there will be uh, a lot of that, uh, efforts from you guys as, as players and, um, you know, hopefully across the league as well, you know, before we let you go, there are a lot of people who are listening, who's, I hope whose eyes have been opened, who have been more receptive to what you guys are talking about through all of the conversations that have happened. And hopefully through this conversation with you as well. And there are people who want to be part of helping. Um, I know there's, there's, you know, a certain level of some... Sometimes you have to do your own research and you have to look out there and there's so many resources uh, that, you know, people can look up right now and books to read, movies to watch, articles to read and places to donate to and all that kind of thing. There's so much out there and so much information out there right now. And there is a certain level of not wanting to overburden you guys emotionally and put the burden back on you guys when you're already experiencing the trauma of of racial injustice. Uh, But what would you say to people when they say, how do we help? We want to be part of of helping you guys. How do we jump in and, and be a part?
0: I, the, we live in an age where you can, information is available where, wherever. Like, you can go on your phone and you can look up, you know, you can look up anything you want. You can find anything like this. During this time, I feel like you don't, you don't need to stay ignorant on things, you know? And um, and I think the people want to just just continue reaching out and uh continue action ask for help. I think the biggest thing you can do is kind of start in your community too um obviously this is uh this is kind of like a nationwide thing, and I feel like every every big city or every state is kind of doing something to kind of combat this uh racial inequality. so um, I think the biggest thing you can do is trying to find programs in your community that you think that can can help push the movement forward.
1: Awesome. Christian, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I really appreciate you taking the time and the vulnerability uh, to be able to share all of this with us. Uh, I know it takes a lot to kind of emotionally process all of this, so thank you for letting us be a part of that with you, uh, and, and thank you for taking the time.
0: All right. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.